Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I am your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you for being here with me today. What a beautiful day I am having, and I hope you are as well. I send you so much love and so much appreciation for joining me on this broadcast, this podcast, or this YouTube channel, however you are joining us. And you can join us in all those different ways. You can also watch on a broadcast window right on my website. Yes, I'm so excited about that. We act, it's not that big of a deal, I guess, but for some reason it excites me very much. My website is trishacarcharm.com, and if you go to Podcasting Media, that's a place where you can find us live, and also the current episode will be right there displayed. And what else? Well, I have a, a really awesome awesome um, project that I uh, have been introducing to you guys, and that is the 2019 Intuitive Intensive that I am collaborating with my amazing, luminous friend, Crystal Ann Compton, who is a spiritual teacher and intuitive channel. Do go check out the uh, 2019 Intuitive Intensive. It is a 12-week program, eight weeks of comprehensive, immersive education, and then four weeks of group coaching, a beautiful community. We actually have an early bird price ending today, so if you're listening live, go check it out, learn.lightworkerslab dot com slash 2019 ii for intuitive intensive go check it out register we start in march and i also want to mention just i would love it if you guys would like subscribe share comment any way that you want to engage in this program if you like it then like it (laughs) and also check out my services on my website i um, offer intuitive readings and um, mediumship counseling all full boat whenever we work together and of course the animal communication sessions so check that out and the mystic arts academy for the intuitive development classes that i'm doing there uh so much stuff going on on my website go check it out and i want to say hello to the lightworkers lab that is the online spiritual community that my dear friend crystalline compton founded and of which i am a teacher and i'm there live every single wednesday and we do broadcast live right into the lightworkers lab so that's why i'm saying hello to my lab family it is a beautiful place to be able to express your spirituality. It's a wonderful resource for all kinds of education. And so go check it out. It's on Facebook as a group, The Lightworkers Lab. And without further delay, I am so excited to welcome back onto Charmed Life my dear friend who is, oh gosh, your list is so long, (laughs) certified in Reiki, emotional freedom technique, EMF balancing technique, quantum touch, and Dolores Cannon's QHHT. You're a level three practitioner of QHHT. And I actually did have a quantum healing hypnosis technique therapy session. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of... We call it QHHT. Yeah, QHHT. Yeah. Well, I want to let them know. <laughs> Some people are like, what? what? How many letters are there in this <laughs> title? Quantum healing hypnosis technique. Technique yeah. session with you. It's been about... Oh, gosh, it's been a year and a half, I think. Really? Oh, my gosh. But it's like it's powerful. I'm still living... Because I remember it was in June. It was in June, but I think it was a year, Not this past summer. It was a year ago, June. Was it in, in the Valley here or in Eagle Rock? Valley. Okay, so it can be more than a year, so about a year. Yeah, so about a yeah, I did, but it was in June. I want to move your mic just a little bit oh. closer. Um, so anyway, this is Jeroen Dewitt. Now, am I saying? Did I you say it pretty it well? Yes. <laughs> 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 we were practicing. <laughs> we we're practicing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird name here. I know. No, yeah. it's a beautiful name. It's beautiful. I just want to make sure that I honor it, and and I think I think that's so important. You know, our well, our names are very important to us. They are. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I. I teach people how to say it. I don't say, oh, my name is, you can just say Jerry or. I, yeah. You know, and I'm always that way when someone is like, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, no, tell me what your mama calls you. How does she say it? Because <laughs> that's what I want to try to do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank my you. pleasure. But it is, your, the work you do is so powerful. And I mean, in addition to all of those 
um, certifications that I mentioned. You do um, intuitive readings, energy healing. Tell us a little bit more about the work you've been doing lately. You've, I don't know how long it's been since you've been on, but probably about 10 months. Hmm. Yeah. So oh, time goes so fast. I think it's been. I, I, haven't di- I didn't check it. I'm just feeling the timeline right, <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, so what, what I do? You mean? Sure, yeah. Or what so, you've been up to, what you're um, So the bulk on. of my work is QHHT, so Dolores mm-hmm. Cannon's quantum healing hypnosis technique. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I do almost every day, um, except for Mondays and Tuesdays. And then I do energy healings. And I'm not so confident with my intuitive like reading ability. Oh, that's so, right. You told me that, yeah, which so, is amazing to me. But that just can mean you don't really, it's not your favorite thing to do, you know, and that's fine. It's just like, be, because my way of perceiving things is more through feeling. So, sure. and I... I'm barely coming out of a place where I um, where I took other people's feelings personally. So mm, mm-hmm. it's still sort of wading through the ocean of all these feelings hitting me and then mm-hmm. figuring out what is what. But yeah, I've I've trained in Akashic Records reading and um, and when I do energy healings, I do get intuitive information, so mm-hmm. images or feelings. Yeah. yeah, definitely. In in my session, you are well. You do intuitive counseling as well. I mean, you do the yes. counseling before the actual session. And I mean, that's completely holding space. And it, it's, it's just not necessarily like maybe you, you're thinking of like, I don't like to do mediumship or something like that because you would identify with the spirit's <laughs> energy. And I totally get that. It, it's, it's a kind of translating into something that's speech that you don't hold on to. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what you do, like, I'm amazed by what you do. Like, you oh my gosh, language that's and words <laughs> and names. That's amazing. Like, oh. I, yeah. <laughs> so that was what I was talking about. I, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but it is, but everything that you do is really in that space. I, 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 the session that we had was so powerful and it's kind of amazing to me that you do it five days a week because it's that's it's intense. It's intense, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And uh, tell actually talk about the distinction. And I know that it is a specific technique, the QHHT. Dis- how is it? Can you talk about the distinction between the QHHT and the Akashic Record readings? Because they're both kind of, I mean, in similar spaces. It is similar. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Uh-huh. So QHHT helps somebody to get their own answers. So they're not facing a reader and they're telling them about their life, which is very, very powerful mm-hmm. as well. But people have their own experience and it's really guided by um, their, we call it the subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's the higher self. Yeah. And um, this is really the point of QHHT, to create a stronger opening to the higher self so people can yeah. get their own answers. Right. Um, and it's, yeah, I find it very empowering. So you record the sessions and then folks listen back to them because, you know, when we're in that intuitive space, when we're working with the subconscious, we don't tend to bring it into the conscious as much. It's kind of like dreaming. and It is. Yeah. I, I must say that like, a lot of people think that QHHT, QHHT means that the practitioner is going to like snap their fingers and yeah. or do something magical and then you're completely zonked out. And yeah, that's you're, not you're really the case. Like a chicken or something. <laughs> yes. No, none of that. So actually, I use that example with people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It is very, very easy. People are usually surprised how easy it is mm-hmm. um, because it's just being relaxed, having your eyes closed, and just tuning in. It's kind of like I like to compare it to, um, you know, if you were to be watching TV, like the news is on, and you see that blue crawler at the bottom, the ticker. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the higher self. It's always informing our lives. It's always mm-hmm. there, like giving you little tidbits of information or guiding you towards certain experiences, while we're focused on the big drama of it. And so during a QHHT session, we're kind of just shutting down that big drama and just yeah. listening into the information that's coming in. Yeah. And it can come through feelings or, or images or just knowing or thoughts, different ways. And as it's coming through the sitter, we'll say the client, in feelings, do, do you help them to 
articulate them so that it can actually get on the recording and they can experience it later? Oh, or? Yeah, of yeah, yeah, that's what we do. So, yeah, okay. usually we start out with our cues being quite visual. Mm -hmm. And so, but if there's not a lot coming, then um, we just switch feeling? to what are you feeling or what do you know? What is your hunch or your sense? Or even um, what do you imagine mm -hmm. what it is? Because imagination is, is one of the doorways through which the higher self can talk to, can talk to us. Absolutely. The imaginal realm or the imaginal plane oh, yeah. is, is really where we go, is what, what we're experiencing, which and is it, there all the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's powerful because when we imagine we're in a state of play, mm -hmm. just make believe. Mm -hmm. And that is very different from the, from the conscious mind that's always trying to analyze and figure things out. It's more relaxed. Yes. Free and, and, well, more aligned with pure creator energy, I would say. I would say so, too. Yeah. yeah. And so, as you said, that it, the, a big fundamental um, intention is to create a, a stronger gateway or a stronger path between the con communication of the higher self. So do you think that that happens even if it, just because of the actual process? Like you kind of blaze a trail? Or is it imperative that the client listen back so they can continue to be in the energy of it or somewhere in between? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is helpful to do that because mm -hmm. even though people might think that they're aware of themselves and they can remember everything during their process, mm -hmm. um, afterwards they might find that it fades very, very quick. So mm -hmm. when I do group regressions as well, I have people write it down right after their process mm -hmm. because then they go, oh, I'll just remember this, but it'll fade pretty quick. It's very much like a dream state. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it is helpful to listen to it just because for, diff for many different reasons to, um, to actually get the guidelines and information that was being shared by the higher self, like, yeah. you know, go vegan or, you know, don't, don't work out in the gym if you don't like it, but go out in nature. I'm just, sure. you know, simple uh, suggestions that are given. So it's helpful to write those down to help your life because that's, that's what it's about. Um, but then also to be in the energy of it. Mm -hmm. That's also important. So it's, yeah. it's more of a, um. Um, a process where the energy percolates through you mm -hmm. rather than for the conscious mind to make all the pieces of the puzzle fit or to make it make sense. It's, it's more of an experience. Mm. And I noticed this when I had clients come to me after their session and they said, oh, since this session, you know, my chronic backache cleared or, you know, my life changed completely yeah. or my, my demeanor completely changed. Um, without it being, uh, you know, something that they wanted to address during their process or it, it wasn't made aware, we weren't made aware of it during mm -hmm. this process. So it's more of a, a place where the higher self comes in and kind of shifts things around or releases stuff that is no longer serving you and mm -hmm. then give you a little upgrade. Wow. Do you, so is it the kind of thing that, I, I know I personally, I like to get a, a good reading at least once per year, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And maybe something else like, um, astrological or numerological chart readings as well. Like I kind of like to get that maintenance um, once per year. Would this be something that might be well served for some people to do about once per year or maybe more or less than that? Um, yes. Once per year is good. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, it, it can be quite, um, what's the word? It can really shift things around. So yeah. I usually tell people if they want to do this again, to give at least three months mm -hmm. to come back after three months. Um, but yeah, like a, a, an annual checkup, people do that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very, very helpful. It is kind of a, um, a peek underneath the hood of your, of your life to get the metaf metaphysical backstory to what's going on. Wow. Yeah. I got to say for you folks, now, this is something that you do locally in Los Angeles. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And because it's, I mean, it's really <laughs> involved, I would say. But what's really important about something like this is that you trust the person because you're in there holding the hand of my of my psyche. You know, right. it, it's that's a that's a fragile, vulnerable place. Yeah. 
And so, I mean, I, I, I just want to honor you because you were more than a caretaker for me when, when, I mean, that's why you're here on the show a few times, which is an honor to me. But that's really amazing. And, and I just really appreciate it so much. I feel, I felt very, really nourished and really nurtured in that experience. So I thank you for that. Thank you. Um, it is something that I, that I help others to open up to as well. Yeah. Um, because what I'm seeing in my, in my sessions, the people that I meet, is that, um, that our life uh, moves ac- according to a certain pattern, mm-hmm. um, that usually we have sort of diminishing experiences as we grow up. Yes. And then there is sort of a breakdown or a spiritual awakening or a revelation or a bump up in experience in consciousness. And um, then we're going to use all of that experience that we've gathered um, and um, embrace who we are. Mm. That's that's what I support people in. Oh, I love it. And this it. is what I've been able to do in my own life. I'm 47 years old right now, and I've um, been on this path since 1999. Mm. Lots of self. This, it started with lots of self help. Yeah. Um, having an emotional, spiritual crisis and um, propelling me forward into healing myself first. Yeah discovering the empowerment and the beauty of it and in turn wanting to do that for other people yes. and then finding out about my own purpose and, and getting wildly more specific um, th- throughout the years. I, I, when I teach um, my students, you know, meditation or, or just intuitive ability development, I talk about the workshop and I liken the, the, the workshop is basically your devotional practice is usually when I'm referring to the workshop daily you have your meditation, your prayer, uh, whatever it is that is you making contact with your inner being and with the universe or source energy, you uh, need to make that contact every day. And as a very sensitive person, I think that is really, really important right. because we need to know what we feel like in Thank order you, to, yes. <laughs> in order to, <laughs> to disidentify it. from others. Right. Yes, exactly. From others that we would pick up the information. And so I think that's what you, it just reminded me of that, that that is the workshop. You know, every, I say in our workshop, the reason we are in our workshop every day, if we have upon our hearts to be a helper, a healer, a guide, is that everything we do with others, we must do for ourselves first, which is basically the, the golden rule, love others as you love yourself. Right. And so you did your healing journey so you could, under, that was your workshop in, in order to be able to begin to be a little bit of further down the path to, to hold space for someone else to step forward in their own. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's really important for people that work with other people mm-hmm. to have made an amount of like self-inquiry and to know like how you're how to navigate your inner world because mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I imagine, because I can only say from my perspective, it will give you... Um, ease and access to another person's motives um, mm-hmm. and it's mm. easy to see when I talk to people you know I, many many different kinds of people um, presenting very very differently but I know that the motivators behind it are, are pure like even if people express in ways that we would deem uh, you know like negative I know that there's it's just because they're doing the best that they can absolutely and yes, it's right. because of their upbringing and the access they have to their own um, uh personal light or their own authenticity that's yes. the level to which they can express the same thing personal light is a, that that makes me think of how in in the session with you know a QHHT session and I said is it the very act of blazing a trail basically and w- what I believe probably happens as well is that you bring in more of your own soul light it actually integrates into the fullness of your experience so it 
it just the event itself. You walk yes. out of that session <clears throat> a changed person because you've welcomed in more of your own soul light. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of, of, of explaining it. Exactly. Well, I actually am borrowing the word soul light and, and welcoming in more of your soul light from Steve Nobel, who was on my show. I, 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 probably others speak of it that way. But I that's just how. had a session with him last no week. No way. Yes. <laughs> oh, you did? Yes. Oh, that's right, because you. I, I, I mentioned him. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I, it's not like I mention him every show. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. that's, yeah, well, I guess we kind of, how was that? It was amazing. Soul yeah. matrix healing is what it's called. Yeah. Oh, isn't it really great? Beautiful. All of the work that you do, <clears throat> like you go, you go through, um, and I actually did two. I don't know if you're going to do a second one, but he says that it's often good to do two to really get through. But you go through and you clearing some contracts. And I mean, it was really amazing. So much clearing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's probably time for me to do another one here with him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, that does happen during sessions mm -hmm. um, because it's kind of like, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, just like you said, you that's what you connect with. And mm -hmm. so it starts to sort of go through your personal experience and clean house. Yeah, and exactly. And create more space. So talk about the group regressions. That sounds really cool. Like how I mean, you're walking folks through it and, you know, yeah, what is that like? They are s such favorite places in my life right mm. now. Because so much light. Everybody's joining their love and their light together. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so many different experiences altogether. Um, and um, sometimes they become platforms for people to embrace more of their own authenticity because they're, they're realizing that they're not the only people in life that have oh, yeah. um, like experiences that surpass the 3D experience, like mm -hmm. talking to guides or spirits yeah. or even being abducted by aliens mm -hmm. or... Um, just being more intu intuitively aware. And so mm -hmm. it's so much fun to see people, like their light go on. Right. And this is done, you know, we have a regression experience. Everybody goes through their own experience and we share. And that usually that gets the discussion going. And um, yeah, it's just, it's very, very joyful. I just did one in a private residence last week with a group of 14 women, and it was just amazing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I can just imagine. I'll have to do that sometime. I'm thinking also, like you said, that people, uh, they don't, you know, they're not the only ones who have the non-ordinary experiences. Right. And possibly also they realize, oh, wait, that was like what you just experienced, like what you're describing, that's talking to your guides. Oh, well, that happens to me all the Thank time. Thank you. Like, yes. <laughs> and yes. They don't realize they already are having those experiences and they haven't, yeah. they don't realize that the subtlety of, of their beautiful nature is actually that's the demonstration of the big things that we speak of. That's already happening, yes. Because yes, yes. there's no mythology for it in our culture. Yes, or in exactly. Or you know, in our TV or in the news or whatever's going on around it. There's, there's none of it. Mm -hmm. You know, our 3D experience here right now, the common denominator is about, you know, thinking that we are physical beings having physical experiences with emotions and mm -hmm. thoughts, and that's about it. It's but very nihilistic, you know, and that, that means that we th really the only way to feel accomplished or to advance or evolve is to get more stuff if it's all materially oriented then right. that's and then what then you have the stuff and then you die right. <laughs> so that's yeah that's it's that's really limiting isn't even the best way to describe it it's dissonant with who we truly are we're way more spirit way more non-physical than we are physical yeah we're spiritual beings having a human experience mm -hmm. and um and so when people get together and realize the things about themselves, that's empowering because oh, then they gosh. can embrace that part of their nature. I just felt yeah. like I felt your heart expand so much as you were reliving that with the, the 14 women. <laughs> and it's, it just felt so yeah. amazing. 
And, and so, um, what other? You have a. Uh, you've been. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm stuttering a lot today. <laughs> you've been going. It might live be me. It might be my energy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I, <laughs> I. I actually there's there was a lot going on this morning, and my and it also disturbed my sleep. We actually both talked about that. We had kind of difficult sleep last night, both of us. And so I ground, I ground, and I welcome Archangel Gabriel to flow through me. <laughs> I'm feeling my feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but what I was going to say is that. Uh, and now I've forgotten. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, this happens to me all the time. No. <laughs> By interrupting you. Yes. No, you didn't. I interrupted me. We were talking about group sessions and then. Well, let's just move on then. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know Instagram. You, you Are you going live on Instagram so that folks can actually get to know? So how, how else are you um, out there? So Because uh, you just are such, so much love. So much love exudes from you. And I actually found a YouTube video of yours before I booked with you. Uh, someone had, I think they had probably posted their session. So maybe mm. that's why you don't know. It's funny. <laughs> Drop the <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Are you on, so is Instagram live? Are you doing Instagram lives or? No, I no. should be doing more of that, but I. Oh, don't shit all over yourself. I'm, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I just, I haven't figured out how to create time for it. Like oh, okay. I do sessions five times a week and then Aside from that, I just want to like flounce about and be in nature and be with my cat, be with my partner, my roommate, and just not do any of that. Flouncing is a really good life purpose. Flounce about, I yes. <laughs> <laughs> we all need more flouncing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you also have been, I know I, I saw that you were teaching recently in Los Angeles. And uh, so what kind, are you teaching folks about how to be in contact with their uh, they're in their higher self. What kind of work are you doing around that? Um, was that teaching? It must have been like a group regression. Hmm? Uh, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it well, was at, at, the, at Den Meditation. Oh, yeah. So yes. these are the group regressions. Yeah, oh, it's a group regression. Okay, great. And then I teach a, a meditation. I um, We've talked about this in another episode. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I work with um, uh, a dragon council, um, he- healing beings that can be of great help and, you know, bumping up your life into more authenticity. You mean dragons, uh, um, etheric dragons, right? Yes. Yeah, angelic dragons. We, yes. we talked about that. I remember when I, I mentioned to you in my session, you're like, I connect with dragons too. Oh, that was with you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm getting so many people that connect oh, to dragons. Oh, amazing. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I had a client yesterday, mm-hmm. actually, where they, they came in. Yeah. Um, so I teach that meditation as well. That's I, amazing. I, well, you know what's really cool? Have you had clients when, you know, there's a dragon around and then you're like, you explain to them that dragons are real. They're real, like spiritual beings oh, yeah. and they'll be like what i had no idea i just right. thought that i imagined them all the time right. and i have a dragon tattoo and i don't even know why and yeah let's right. talk about dragons <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to know yeah well what do you, you tell us in your words what are dragons and you know how are they di- by the way a lot of folks i've been asked all, all also are dragons like the reptilians no 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 no, no they're not no and <laughs> they have nothing to do with them it, the, the the lizard aspect of it is just sort sort of coincidental you know so yeah what how do you experience dragons um so my experiencing is i i use them in meditation every day and um there's different ones for different qualities and so i use one particular one for my work it's the gold dragon it um helps uh what is the word? Fortify your psychic body. Mm. And it's like a tweak on your energy um, anatomy. Mm. I went to a, um, a psychic and I hadn't told her that I work with dragons. And, dragons. and so she said, oh, something's going on. I see these, these dragon beings. And um, I was asking her, how does it work when I, when I work with them? What does it look like to you? And she said, oh, it is like a tweak on your energy system. It mm. makes it run more um, efficiently. Yeah. 
Um, so my experience of them is more of a feeling. I don't really see them anymore. When I first started studying them, um, meditating with them, I would see images, but now it's more of a feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, they kind of feel like they're connected to the angelic realm mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that they work in tandem with them. Um, and they're like, they can be like little, what do you call them, like taskmaster, mm -hmm. masters? Yeah. yeah. Like for healing, you can either direct them into your body uh, to heal certain places, or you can just give them free range to whatever is needed. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I work with them. That's what I teach yeah. people about. And so, yeah, they are, they are actual beings that have been on the planet, mm -hmm. I think. And when, when our planetary existence was in a different vibration, right. Um, before we were so much in the um, the 3D mm -hmm. experience. Um, and they're very benevolent, very helpful. And I, I uh, actually teach, when I teach about them, I categorize them as well as like unicorns who were also on the planet before, or unicorns are ascended horses. And hmm. so I, I refer to that category as ultra elementals or ascended animals or ascended, you know, because they, they did walk, they have walked the earth physically and, or even if partially physically, some of them are trans-dimensional and they can be partially physicalized and right. partially not or, you know, energy between energy and physical. But yeah, the planet, the vibration shifted so that their, their frequency couldn't be received right. anymore. Right. And you have all the good words. <laughs> yeah, <Aww>. really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I have all the good words. <laughs> what I love about dragons is because having had that experience on the earth and, and being also in the higher realms, like the you know higher, lighter realms, that they can work with that dense energy. So like you say, healing your physical body, they, they are capable of running that full spectrum of that energy mm. and occupying it. Right. And they're really great to work in really, really dense energy as well. So if there's been something devastating that's happened and you want to pray over it and, you know, let's say a war zone or something, dragons can really help to clear up and transmute that energy. I think you should teach my course. Oh, yeah. I really, we should teach together. <laughs> no, that would yeah. be wonderful. We that'd can be, teach together. That'd be really nice, yes. Yeah. Well, I have a studio here now, so you can, I mean, a, a teaching studio here oh. in Los Angeles, in Burbank. I think I mentioned it to you. I would love to yeah, go yeah, teach with did. dragons because yeah. you have so much experience with it, too. Nice. So one, um, <laughs> we're all talking about dragons now. <laughs> yes, you have a dragon. If you like this conversation, yes, you have at least one dragon. <laughs> but what is what also is cool about, about dragons is that they um, are, gosh, I, 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 like you said, there are different qualities of them. The gold one that you work with is he it, or she, they're, it. They, it exactly. They're they're really non genderous usually. Although sometimes they'll express a little more divine feminine yes. or divine masculine, um, just like the because they are angelic, so they don't have the need for gender Physic or physical physical shape. gender. Yes, yeah. exactly. But I love what you, oh I wanted to ask about the the gold dragon. Does he embody some Christ consciousness in a way? Um, I think it. Or it's it? connected to um, like Archangel Metatron. Oh, okay, wonderful. Yeah, yeah we also connect on Metatron. When <laughs> I remember my session, you were like, "Oh, really? Yeah, yeah." I, I mentioned Metatron, and or I said something about channeling, and I think I had recently had a channeling session where Metatron came through, and you and I remember you saying, "How do you experience?" That being. Oh, that, yes. yes. I remember that conversation. Or yes. was it on this show even? I don't remember. And I was yeah. like, oh, I must have been on the show. pretty direct. And you're yes. like, me too, me yes. too. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Lovingly direct, though. Yes. Very, yeah. very much. Very matter of fact. Yes. Yeah. So that's really cool. So your your gold dragon is connected with Metatron, Metatron yes. energy. Yeah. 
And and similarly, I, I the way that you said that you don't necessarily have a visual of them anymore. Visuals and names or something like that, they're just benchmarks that help humans orient to them to remember how to return to that energy, I yes, think. Like an identifiable yeah. marker. Yeah, we're just we're translating their energy. Right. And we're, you know, being physical we, we look at things and you know and so we visual is how we map things right. and also the names which is totally human and so i have my two primary dragons one of them has actually been with me since i was a kid hmm. and what was interesting was when i met him he, he has a more of a masculine energy when i met him and he actually i should say his energy feels a lot like sandalfon by the way so that's kind of cool sandalfon archangel sandalfon I've never heard that name. Oh, you would love Sandalfon so wow. much. Sandalfon is actually considered like the brother archangel to Metatron. Oh. Um, you know how Metatron is supposed to have also walked the earth and been the prophet um, Elijah? Is that right? Is no, the prophet know? Enoch. I don't know any. Oh, Enoch, I know, yeah. yeah. The prophet Enoch. Sandalfon was considered to be the prophet Elijah. Okay. And, uh, um, and by. I'm teaching a whole course right now on archangels and uh, the universal laws. and mm. But Sandalfon is uh, very gentle, but also very uh, distinctive and really, um, I, his, just his energy reminds me of a gigantic tree that like, that is in the earth and also stretching to the heavens. Mm. And so very gentle, but very um, also powerful. He's the archangel who we know to kind of oversee prayer as well as song and music. And um, so, you know, like vibration. And in the class that I taught, he, I understood him to actually kind of oversee, like Metatron is considered to be related to the Merkaba energy, mm -hmm. so is Sandalfon. And I think that's why they're, this is what we pick up about them, Sandalfon, but like in a different, in a slightly different aspect of it. Elijah, the prophet Elijah was taken up into a chariot of fire, which was, is really, sounds like the Merkaba, you mm. know, the Merkaba energy. Right. And so I think that's why he, that when Elijah ascended in that way or when he was experienced as such, then that's when they became aware of that energy that we now call Sandalfon. Oh. So <laughs> never knew. <laughs> I'm on a thing. So my dragon, I, his energy feels a lot like Sandalfon, and I'm actually understanding that maybe that is his deal. So when I first met him as, you know, like uh, the, in the last five years or something like that, and I was connecting with him for a while and got a name for him and everything. And then he reminded, and his energy is very gentle and almost like shy, not mm. in a frightened way at all, but like just so gentle and Hangs very... back a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's there and he's not, he's not in your face and he's mm. just there holding beautiful space for me, but at the same time, like can really transmute, you know, energy. And then he reminded me after connecting with him for a few months of a recurring nightmare that I had as a kid. Oh. And that he was, it was him. The The dream was a dragon who was really short and looked like a cartoon peeking around a corner, like giggling at me. <laughs> and because I was like conditioned by Disney and all other kinds of cartoons that dragons are scary. Bad and fearful, right. Yeah, and he was like, that was me. And his energy right. was still very similar, very gentle and like trying to meet me where I am. Right. And um, so it, that, and then a, a few months later, I met another. And so he really has a lot of earth qualities and then some water qualities as well. Hmm. And my my um, moon, my astrological moon is Capricorn. So I think that's part of the reason why that's part of how he actually shows up in my in my experience. So that's one of my dragons. And I actually did give him a name uh, that helps me. But along the lines, uh, that's how I experience a lot of elementals too, is I don't necessarily get a visual of them. It's hmm. a profound feeling. Right. Yeah. Same for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm still sort of trying to navigate that. I, I do feel these dragons when I work with them, when I focus in on them. But 
Um, I'm not always aware if they're around me when I'm just doing my work. I'm just right. morally focused in, you know, when I'm working with somebody else, what's going on for them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's that's a lot of time how it is in sessions for me, too. Sometimes it's just, it's what I call like intuitive. So the information is just coming down through the portals of the higher chakras. And then sometimes you, I actually experience a specific guide, whether it's an former human or, you know, and I think that is there so that they can form that relationship themselves right. and know that they could continue to speak with that particular being. So do you have clients who have already, like I said, who, who are like, wait, dragons are real? Like, do you remember an experience like that? Um, well, in the meditations that I teach, sometimes it is sort of a hurdle that conditioning is so strong. Yeah. Like dragons, oh my God. And then especially when you work with the black dragon, there's a mm -hmm. black dragon, mm -hmm. which is super gentle. And it is the one Divine feminine. Black is divine feminine. Oh, it is? Yeah, generally oh. speaking. Well, think of the yin-yang. White is the is the yin and black is the yang. And yin is more like masculine and yang is more feminine. Did I say it right? No, other <laughs> yin is more feminine. Yang is more masculine. Oh, okay. But yeah, the yeah, earth, yeah. you know, the earth energy... Uh, Gaia energy th 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 is like black or green or blue or anything like that. But that black is feminine. It holds everything. It's, it's very nurturing. Fertile. It's like the womb. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, so yeah, especially when you when I call on the black dragon and people mm -hmm. go like, oh, what is that? Is that evil? No, it's very, very gentle, very um, soothing. It's one of my favorite, favorite dragons to work with. And it's actually the dragon that helps with um, ego death and transformation. Mm. And so, and it's very, very gentle, just holding space. It's like, it's like a womb. It's like mother. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And just think about that. If we look at our recent history of conditioning and how we got quite over, uh, imbalanced in having too much masculine, mm. I, would, I don't want to say divine masculine, but, you know, Not, patriarchy. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> patriarchy and aggression and assertiveness to the point of, of flaw. Yeah. And so then we are conditioned to be afraid of something that we would be re representative of the profoundly passive. Like right. the color black. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there's a fear and a judgment and conditioning around that for sure. I've experienced it in my own life. Yeah. Wow. And oh, yeah, well, we know that the color black is grounding. You know, you don't you do you feel yourself wearing black sometimes when you need to kind of maybe you haven't noticed. No, I don't. <laughs> no, no. It's just like, oh, but do I feel like what colors? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. But I don't know the purpose of it. Well, today is it like that for you? Um, yeah. I mean, if I pay attention to it, usually it's interesting. I'll kind of clear my mind and um, I'll do it for my clients. You know, when I'm going to go and before the session, I'll say, you know, I'll just feel into the colors that would best serve them. And then when I show up, it turns out, oh, I wore a gold sweater and they need some solar plexus healing. So, you know. And oh. yeah, things like that have happened that a lot. That makes total sense. I haven't made that connection at all. Yeah. Or if it's just for myself. Like today, I really did need some grounding, but then I, I spruced it up with this guy to remind me that I'm <laughs> also very connected. <laughs> to weigh you down. Yeah. <laughs> and you're wearing a, a grounding color yeah. too, the red and black. <laughs> and I'm we wearing both slept poorly. <laughs> this one. Ooh, what yeah, is that? Hematite for grounding. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So then you teach, med you teach dragon meditations is what yes. you're saying. Uh -huh. Yeah. And how long have you been working with dragons? Um, since 1997. I. Um, oh, even so, you said you've been on the path about since 99. That's when you went through healing. But 97, you connected with. Yes, actually, that was an inaccurate number. I okay. um, had my spiritual awakening. Um, it's a beautiful word for a very nightmarish period in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a euphemism. Yes. For going through hell for a little People while. People think like rainbows and unicorns, and oh, suddenly you realize you know your truth. No, it was just a harrowing nightmare, and mm. so. When I had just come out the 
the acuteness of it, I found somebody. I, I knew at the time that I didn't want to go like into psychiatry and medication and all that stuff, yeah. even though I was feeling very, very gnarly. Um, but I found lots of holistic healers, and one of them was a woman who, as a child, um, was visited by Tibetan monks in mm. spirit, mm. and they taught her about the dragons. And so, wow. yeah, that's how she, um, and she just ran with it, and she's very inquisitive, and I would be sitting with her, and she'd tell these anecdotes of things that she's done, it just crazy stuff. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What, was your spiritual awakening, <laughs> as we call it, was it maybe kundalini kind of, where you have that you know, pr profound opening of all of your energy centers at one time? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. were you were you suddenly like open to yes. other realms and you didn't know what to do with it? Uh, that kind was, of? Yeah, because yeah. what I learned later is that I had shut down my circuitry to protect myself from going insane, you know, mm -hmm. being in this yep. world. Yeah. And so that all came online all at once yes. when I was 26. Wow. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Right. You know, I just thought... Um, I just, I can't live like this. You know, mm -hmm. there was so much going on and I, it knocked me out of my body. And so um, since then, I've been um, reincarnating yeah, mm. into the physical realm, um, like layer by layer. First, um, the basic energetic uh, part of me and then the feelings was a very hard one on a long journey. Um, and then more subtle parts of myself. And I'm still doing that. And this is what I do now for others as well. I help them to embrace parts of themselves because I've walked that journey to an extent and so I carry medicine now to help other people do the same thing and I want them to do that for others in their own way because yes. we all do this in a very unique way and uh, mm -hmm. the information that we pick up is valuable because it's our own it's our own healing tone that we can broadcast and and inspire other people to do the same thing I think that's um, fascinating the way you just explained that that you have been reincarnating in this life yes <laughs> since for about 20 years. Yeah, I, I was Layer by out. layer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. I have another friend who experienced an opening, her, you know, spiritual opening in that way too. Essentially, she says like her third eye popped wide open, but she was still really needing to work on root chakra. Right. And I'm not telling her story out of class. She's actually talked about it on my show and speaks about it. And so since she was still in her um, base foundation or her, her base vibration, um, fearful... She would see the fearful things. things. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Those layers of the non-physical. Right. And like you, she was like um, properly could have been checked in, you know, clinically speaking. Right. That that was where she was. But she just did everything she could to not leave her family right. at home while she went and took care of it that way. So she had spiritual emergency. And do, right. by the way, do you know that there's a spiritual emergency hotline that people can call? No. And I'm so, I was just going to say, because this is so important yeah. for people to know, because... Mm -hmm. From our society, you wouldn't know these things. You know, you would think I'm just going crazy, or yeah. people would think you're going crazy. So mm -hmm. we're going to lock you up and shoot you full of, you know, meds. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that. What right. what is it, and where can people reach it? I don't know. You'd have to Google it, but it's okay. easily it's very Googleable. I have Googled wow. it before. Just spiritual emergency hotline. Oh, Tony, maybe he can look it up. Thanks, and Tony. And we have Tony Sweet, by the way, producing the show today. Hello, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, so you can just find it, and that's really helpful because you know I actually one time when I was coming home from doing a show, and there was I was getting gas, and there was a man who was approaching me, and he was apparently it was clear that he was like a homeless person by, you know, being disheveled and, and um, everything. And he, but he was approaching me, but I could tell, I mean, I could feel, you know, mm. he has something to tell you. And I could feel it was like, he has a message or something. And, and he wasn't threatening. I didn't feel threat from him at all. 
I did actually, as I, I had the door open and I put this arm in front of me just so I didn't connect to his energy too much, right. you know? And I just like stopped and he, and he paused and he was kind of mumbling, you know, he was um, nonsense, nonsensically mumbling. But then he said, he did say, and your brother David wants to tell you he's okay. Wow. This is a person who is actually like a stepbrother to me who passed away just about two years prior to that. At very young. He was only about 50 years old. And right. He had, um, unfortunately, he had like a brain cancer. And I saw him right before he passed. And I hadn't seen him for 20 years prior to that. So he gave me an accurate reading. Right. And, and I said, what was that? My, who? And he said, your brother, David. He says he's okay. And then he goes, and he also wants you to know about the government and the red lighter. And so then he got into the other, he had a wow. red lighter in his hand. So he had a moment of, of, of something that was helpful. He was able to get through, but then, you know, got into the realms of confusion again. Right. Those things can be right next to one another because they're right next to one another in our own energy. Right. Right. And it's, I think it's also depending on how you've been supported growing up mm -hmm. and your support that you get when you are in a place of going through that spiritual awakening. What would your advice be to folks who are approaching spiritual awakening? If they're in, there are a lot of people who find this show because they're at some part of that opening, that awakening. Right. And I, I, what, I feel like sometimes we want to hasten it. We want to rush it. Right. And that can actually make us, you know, not that you did that, but that can thrust us into an experience that can be uncomfortable. So what is, um, do you have advice for people who are, maybe even wanting to have a spiritual awakening of some kind and feel like they haven't yet? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Like the ones that I've been talking about, there are more things that have been scripted into our lives and mm -hmm. should they kind of over, overcome us or they kind of happen. But yeah, if you wanted to have a spiritual awakening, I would... Um, let's see. I would find ways where you can... Pivot your focus back to yourself. So mm -hmm. if you've been listening to, you know, who you should be in terms of your your physical expression, your body, your gender, your sexuality, your race, your um, whatever part any of... Label, yeah. Any label. Any label that yeah. you've been feeding into as, yeah. as your identity mm -hmm. to start to realize that they are just that, they're labels, mm -hmm. and to realize that you have been um, subscribing to them and maybe... Mm, giving up on yourself mm -hmm. because you perceive that your value is out there. It's mm. like belonging to a label or uh, being seen as full or um, acceptable, yeah. to be acceptable by other people. Right. So to start just to start noticing that if that's what you've been doing, because when you bring awareness to that, then you can have a choice. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, oh, this is what I'm doing. This is how it makes me feel. And so when I don't have the right body, like I'm not saying there is a right body, but, you know, in our society, yeah. there's definitely standards of beauty. Mm -hmm. Um um, and then I'm being unkind to myself. Right. Is this really what's going to nurture me into my authenticity? I don't think so. So to start to become aware of where you're doing that mm -hmm. and then start and then try to pivot that focus back to yourself and say, well, what do I want? How do I want to express? Okay, I'm in this job to get this acclaim or to be seen as, as acceptable or to get, you know, acknowledgement of some kind. Mm -hmm. What can I do now for myself to... Um, to acknowledge myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I like to talk about the spiritual practice of enjoying joy for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, and I call it joy for fuck's sake because to make it very clear that it's not the joy that you might have as somebody looks at you and says, oh, you're beautiful or 
um, you're good enough or mm -hmm. whatever kind of acknowledgement you get. You but need it, an outcome. You like do it without any attachment, you know, without needing an outcome. Yes. So to just do it, it's just it's, so where all of your experience informs you that this is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Like as kids when we would um, – you know, be in a swing set mm -hmm. or just drive down a steep hill on your bike and the wind's in your face. Mm -hmm. So all of your experience, you know that this is joyful. Is there any reasoning needed or is there any work required in order to get something or to get acknowledgement? Um, no, it's just it's just there right now. So just start listening to those parts of yourself. I yeah. think joy is very, very important because it's an easy way into it. Um, and so then when your heart tells you what is joyful, something trivial or maybe, maybe you like... Um, like for me, I, I love Earl Grey tea. Mm -hmm. So I would take myself to like the Chato tea shop in Pasadena. Um, little plug I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But, we like uh, them. <laughs> um, but they have tons of teas and just to go there and smell all the different teas. Yeah. Or um, I like to go for a drive through the mountains. Yeah. Not to go anywhere, just to be with the mountains, get out of my car or go to nature, right. sit in your backyard, just take in the sun. Just simple things. When you start with that, you're letting your heart know that you're present for it. Yes. And it will inform your life with more information, um, both joyful, but also it will tell you about the places that are not serving you. So relationships mm. or jobs or and it's it's your job to to heed those feelings. And so this is a this is a very gentle spiritual awakening. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a, a journey of embracing who you are and trusting your own experience versus the voices of the world. And that's yes. and that's what I see is, um, uh, you know, that's what that's been called creating havoc in our world that we've been doing that. Placing that that identity outside of ourselves, right? And that's the, the reason that creates wreaks that havoc is because it's not true. Your identity is within you, and that's exactly. It. It's, it's not an yeah. expression of of you. Of it's not an expression of source, creator, God doing you as a human being. Mm -hmm. It is you as an expression of what the world has already been created. Which basically, if it's already been created, it's on its way to dying. And so it's it's, it's identity to. A death process rather than a life process. Exactly. And, and it's very, very limited. The bandwidth is very, very limited because yes. it does not acknowledge these experiences that we've been and that you talk about in your show. Mm -hmm. you know, and this is who we are. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And so all these levels of existence, they're part of us. We're constantly processing information from different lifetimes mm. and making us into the person that we are today. The, w the, the different experiences you described of joy for fuck's sake um, often it's come across to me to to say it in in the words of having self romance, and in mm. that could even be buying I yourself like flowers too. or yeah. you know taking a bath or. And, and if you think about it, if we do it for an outcome, then that's linear. Literally, I'm going to do this for that, and that's not present. But right. if we do it just for, I love that now, because it is like taking expensive. yourself on a date. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think we, we need to do that every day. Well, just think about it. If you're in a partnership, you need to nurture that partnership. If you're in a marriage, then you have to spend time developing that marriage and that relationship and invest in the other person as well. Right. We need to invest in ourselves, the right. relationship with ourselves. Yeah. Some, mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's right. Sometimes during sessions, it becomes very, very literal where a person's um, disowned selves will show up and yeah. say, I'm here. You know, just embrace me, hug me, I'm here, I'm here to inform your life. It's, you know, it's inner child healing, but this happens during sessions as well where we don't go into past lives. Mm -hmm. It's just like those parts of themselves show up and um, and to be remembered, mm -hmm. to be... Um, you have to be reintegrated into into the whole. And even inner mother and inner father. 
Oh, that yeah, that happens as well. Yes. Yeah. So that needs to be accessed in order yes. to do that. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And so with QHHT, uh, there is the um, experiencing past lives or even parallel and future lives. Or, I, I know the one that I had. It seemed like I was in Lemuria or something, <laughs> which it felt. It didn't feel like past. It just felt like being. You know. I mean, it right. really did feel that way. And so that can be tell folks. And I and I actually do a lot of when I need to a few times in probably a year, I will do a regression of some kind just in myself. It's something you can do on your own. And I just set the intention to see some sort of life that will help me help to inform me. Yeah. Yeah. About whatever I need at that time. And it's really helpful to get that objective experience yet connect to it and the feeling state. So, um, tell people how that kind of work, like what is the power of that? How would you describe that? So I would describe it as, um, well, there are no past lives. Mm-hmm. So exactly. that's just the name that we happening. have. <laughs> yeah. So what we've gathered so, mu- so far is that there's no time outside mm-hmm. of the physical 3D experience. So mm-hmm. um, how, I see, how I sort of, the, the model that I use for this work is that our soul as a more or less individuated part of source, of creator of God, mm-hmm. um, decides to encounter itself in these different experiences to learn like, who am I in these experiences? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it decides to split off into different different lifetimes all at once. They're all happening right. now. So my human mind, this is where it goes like, okay, you're just fucking with me. But Right, yeah. yeah. It, we, we don't have to pay attention to it all the time because it gets like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. And so what we do during these, during these processes, we're, we're checking in into different resources mm-hmm. that our soul is having somewhere else, yes. like a different, different expression of it, and um, to, to, to connect with the resources that are there. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a an enhanced sense of empowerment or um, there are patterns of loneliness that need to be dealt with or brought up in the, in the self right now to be released. Um, it can be for different reasons, but that's what I think we're doing. We're, we're tapping into different resources of mm-hmm. our soul in this work. And so when mm-hmm. I say there's no past lives because it's all happening right now, so yes, past lives, parallel lives, future lives, um, lives on different planets mm-hmm. um, as aliens, what we call aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all places where we can go. We exist on many, many different dimensions. Right, absolutely. And it seems to me in the process, I remember we, we went to the other life and then we went to the subconscious, which is really just the hub of all of that that's going on. Yes. The higher self, it's all yeah. going on. And so it's like we broke through the linear construct or the confinement of this life by experiencing another life and then we were able to bust and we well, we went into the life between life as well before I actually made this life. Yeah. And then we then we just kind of stayed in that place where the hub is yes. of all of it. The hub, the big head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> well oh my gosh, I think we are out of time. I feel like <laughs> we've got one minute. All right then. Wow. I'm just I could just sit we could just sit we should do sometimes we should Talk just about do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could do it without microphones in front of us. So um, tell folks how they can get in touch with you and anything else that you would like to share as we uh, end of this broadcast. All right. So if you would like to do an, a regression or experience a group regression, you can contact me. And the best way to contact me is on Instagram. It's my first name. It's J-E-R-O-E-N. And then my affirmation is love. That's mm-hmm. how you can find me on Instagram. That's the best way to contact me. Um, I do group regressions regularly at um, Liberate Hollywood every third Thursday of the month from 7 to 8. And then at the Den Meditation, both in Studio City and La Brea, um, the very next one is coming up on March 8th. Oh, on a, cool. I think it's a Friday. 
Um, but I'm I'm doing them reg- like every two months. Oh, yeah. that's so cool! I didn't realize you're doing those regularly. That's awesome. Yeah. Is there are there and online? You have your website, but you're not offering any online or uh, re- no, remote I, services at no, this time. No, this time. No. Okay, great. No, it's, it's wonderful to be done in, in person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Well, we'll have to do more things in person too. So those of you who are in Los Angeles or Southern California even if you are a three-hour drive, it is really worth it to come and find Yerun. And also, I really want to invite you to um, co-teach or something like that at my new teaching studio. Let's talk so about it. Let's talk about yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. Just a reminder, my website is trishacarcharm.com and check out the 2019 Intuitive Intensive. And I will see you all next time. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Mm-hmm.